We have always existed, and we are still here. Telling the stories of those slung dead, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own hands. We live and we breathe and we keep creating, taking a stand. History is queerer than you. Welcome to the Making Queer History podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Will. And, and today we're talking about Brenda Fassi. Yes! Isn't that exciting? It really is. It's someone I don't really know too much about, but I have done extensive research, so I'm excited to get into it. And it's someone I've seen a lot after researching. Like, yeah. I didn't really notice her before researching her, but as soon as once, like, I had, like, I started seeing her more and more in different places. That's really cool. Which is really interesting. But before we do that, we, of course, have to get into news. So, okay, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in the near future, and I'm so excited to tell you all about it. And guess what, non-patrons? You're even hearing this on time. <laughs> Exciting! Since our patrons get early access to every podcast episode, it often happens that news I tell them early, I tell y'all late. But this time, we're lucky in that it's a little farther away. So patrons, you'll get it early, but non-patrons, you're also going to get it on time. So what's the news? The news is all my Edmonton folks, I'm going to be doing something for Pride, not making queer history. Well, sort of making queer history. We're partnered with Ray in doing something incredibly cool for Pride. Oh. June 1st. Ray and Making Queer History have partnered to set up a queer market. So it's like a farmer's market, except just queer artists. That's really cool. I'm so excited. There are already some really amazing people who've come forward. They're going to sell their stuff. People are going to buy their stuff. Coming from like actual people, not corporations, instead of, you know, how can sometimes be in larger prides in larger cities. It's the pride you actually want and need. Exactly. So the exciting part for me, because this is like the part I'm really, really passionate about. I'm passionate about all the parts, but this is the part I'm working currently on, is the book drive we're doing. There's gonna be a book drive? Exactly! Will's pretending to sound surprised as if they haven't heard me constantly to give them updates on how excited I am. But I have, but you know I'm doing this for like the advertisement, right? Thank you. I, I like that. I try my best. Thank you. You're really like getting those people in. Okay, so book drive. We're collecting used queer books from a number of locations, such as the Pride Center of Edmonton, uh, Audrey's Bookstore, and it's going to be a couple other places. There are going to be boxes that say queer book drive. They can put donations in, and we're going to collect them, and then we're going to sell them at the queer arts market for very, very cheap, so that all of you queer people who want books for cheap, which is every queer person I know, you can get some queer books. And I know, like, it can be such a barrier, even for me. Like, I have this beautiful thing that I work on, Making Queer History Right, and I love it, but research materials are so expensive. And this is just a way to sort of narrow that barrier down. Though all of them won't be research books, there'll be a number of research books, a number of fiction, a number of biographies, stuff like that. But no matter what, I think that queer books can get really expensive. And I'd appreciate being able to give some people some much cheaper queer books. And if I am not too wrong, I believe we're also giving away some of our 
our older queer special books. collection because we have so many queer books at this point. I actually went to a book drive or not a book drive, a book sale recently as well with um, Aceback, which is uh, another organization here in Edmonton. And I got a whole bunch of queer books. We got three bags. We got three bags of queer books for super cheap. And I was so happy. Like I'm someone who has a lot of queer books already, but having these queer books and having the ones that I got, like, deeply impacted me I'm gonna be honest and like I can't like I can't imagine like I used to be in that place of just like not having access to queer books and then suddenly getting one and being like this is my own this is mine this isn't a library copy this isn't a copy that I'm borrowing this is mine and it's like queer and it's great it's exciting thing that I want to share with people and we got some really beautiful ones as well there's one that's just filled with Sappho's poems Mm -hmm. but there's also these gorgeous really big pictures of um lesbians yes and they're amazing it's just gorgeous um i've shared a whole bunch of them on patreon i shared them on lens so they'll be gone by now but if y'all are interested i can also share them again on patreon um and just sort of like give y'all recommendations because i do that every once in a while for those of you who aren't patrons once about once a month now i've been doing it only for two months so it's not super regular yet But about once a month now, I update y'all on my reading and sort of share queer book recommendations with you. So books like, I'm going to share them here now. So it's going to ruin a little bit of the pristine, patron-only prestige. But I'm not going to share them all. And you're not going to see me do a video of them. So there you go. The patrons only get that. But I will share that books like Into the Drowning Deep I've shared on there, which is so far one of my favorite books this year. Um, Jane Steele. These are fiction books, actually. These aren't even research books. I'm just sharing really interesting queer fiction, and I'm sharing also queer nonfiction there as well. So some of my research materials, some books that I read, not so much for research, but for context. I'm sharing that on there, and I'm probably going to be sharing all the ones that I got at the book sale on there pretty soon. I've already shared them once, but I'm probably going to go a little bit more in depth. So keep your eyes open for keep your eyes open if you're book a, recommendations. Exactly. And if you're a patron, keep your eye on our lens. And if you're not a patron, you should become a patron so you can see all these cool research books and sort of see a lot of behind the scenes. We've been doing a lot of behind the scenes content lately. And if you're in the Edmonton area, check out the queer market June first. June first, please come. It'll be so exciting. There are going to be fairy lights. There's going to be live music. There's actually so many things to be excited about. And you can see more updates on our social medias. And we have a Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Instagram. I think that's all. We also have a website, www.makingqueerhistory.com, where you can see a lot of these updates and just sort of see what's going on because there's a lot of stuff going on because we're rearing up for pride month yeah we're getting there we're almost there so we always do pretty cool stuff around pride month and this pride month is no different actually it is a little different we're doing even more things it's gonna be exceptional it is i i so hope that even if you're not in edmonton you can share some of these things with us because there's gonna be things that aren't edmonton exclusive and i guess like if you're close to edmonton you can always drive here Everything here is going to be pretty cheap. We're going to be keeping an eye on the prices to make sure nothing's, you know, there's not going to be a huge financial barrier. But we're also going to be trying to get money in these amazing queer artists' pockets, which is always just such a huge priority for me. Just supporting queer artists is so, so important. Even more important, I know some of you will be shocked to hear this, 
than supporting banks. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be even more important than supporting banks. Not that I'm calling anyone out or supporting your favorite celebrity like Ariana Grande. Not that I'm calling Ariana Grande out, but... Pride for queer folks. Not Ariana Grande. Not Ariana Grande. Yeah, pride is for queers. Not Ariana Grande. I'm making a t-shirt. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I want that t-shirt. I'll get on it. I feel like I'm a little biased, but... Like, to be fair, I don't I don't like Ariana Grande that much as a musician. I just, she mumbles. It, it bothers me. She mumbles all of her songs. And I know this is really unpopular. But you know what? Y'all, y'all, if you're here, you've heard some unpopular opinions from me before. You've heard it. So I'm just going to come out there and say, I don't really love Ariana Grande. She she mumbles a lot in her music and she, like, puts words together. And it, it really confuses me. And I have, um... I have some hearing problems, so I'm just like, no idea what she's saying. So it's not one of my favorite. And But like at the same time, I was pretty annoyed when Beyonce was nominated. No, not Beyonce. Beyonce and Jay-Z. Jay-Z, I love. Beyonce, I love. When they were nominated for GLAAD Awards. Though their speech was amazing. I was still like, ooh, Jay-Z, I've listened to your songs. I've heard what's in them. Are you going to talk about that? So um, I, I'm not pleased with what Ariana Grande is doing right now. For those of you who don't know, who are just like, what's Laura talking about? Why is Laura speaking about Ariana Grande? Ariana Grande is um, speaking, or no, no, not speaking, singing at the quote-unquote music festival of Pride. It's booked as a music festival now, and they're selling tickets to her performance. And straight folks and homophobic folks are, are coming are to pride buying tickets so they can go to pride just to watch Ariana Grande but they don't actually want to support pride and it's a bit of a controversy in my opinion it's not a controversy in my opinion it's crap you're right I apologize there should be no like I don't ooh, I I'm I'm infuriated about it personally because I'm just like and then she did another one of those like cry typing apologies mm. that she always does whenever something like I'm this so happens. I'm so sorry. Dot I dot will, dot. I will never touch anything gay again. I will stop learning other languages because I got this tattoo that was just ooh. There are a lot of things she's done in the past month where I'm like, ooh. Let's Ooh. talk about another and better pop icon. Okay. Let's talk like about better Brenda Fassie. is an extension. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's talk about another pop icon. Let's there you go. Let's talk about Brenda Fassie. Brenda Fassie, while incredibly interesting and not a bad person, I would I would definitely say not a bad person. And I'm not saying Ariana Grande is a bad person. Please don't kill me. But the article is titled Controversial Brenda Fassie for a reason. She made some bad choices, right. is what I'm, I'm more saying. Well, she didn't make bad choices. She made controversial choices. Unlike Ariana Grande, who makes crap choices sometimes, Brenda Fosse made controversial choices sometimes. Let's dive into so her let's, life. Let's get into it. Let's, let's dive in. She was born in Cape Town, South Africa, in 1964. She was in a family of altogether nine children. Where relatable. She was the youngest. So Not relatable. Must- yeah, no, you weren't. I was a middle child. So there must have been like a lot of fighting for the spotlight is how I'd put it. As someone who has a very large family, that's the smallest of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. But Brenda Fossey was one woman who could definitely earn that spotlight. She earned a lot of spotlight. Uh, her father died when she was two, mm-hmm. and her mother, uh, who was a piano player, taught Brenda to sing in front of tourists, and they would pay to hear her sing uh, from when she was like five, at which point she also had her first band, and get this. They were called Tiny Tots. <laughs> she was in a band and she was five years old and the band was called Tiny Tots and I'm sobbing. It's really cute. It really is really cute. For context, Will had never heard the word tater tots before moving to uh, Canada. I hadn't. And was shocked by them. Actually, no, you had. You, you, you literally asked me on one of our phone calls before Will moved to Canada. I was asleep. It was the middle of the night <laughs> and I woke up. Yeah. Just and straight I just out went, of bed. Turned Laura, what are tater tots? <laughs> and I was like, barrel of potatoes. <laughs> Which, do you know what? Great, accurate. And you've had tater tots now. What is your, what is your reckoning of them? They're, I don't, fully understand why they exist. Wow. Contra- I was saying Ariana Grande was mediocre, but like, that's a controversial gosh darn opinion right there. I'm uh, all here for the drama. You we are. We don't need tater tots to exist, pals. What? I hate that. Thank you. I think, okay, so news everyone, I'm firing Will from the podcast. <laughs> I, I know we're married and stuff, but uh, yeah. I'm out. I guess you're, I guess I lost this job. Out. Um not only Shoot. that, but I, I I'm considering our marriage again. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna just, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and all from Tater Tots. If you'd want, yes. It's worth it. If anyone wants to ask, yes. Brenda Fassi would never treat me like this. <laughs> Do you know what? She probably wouldn't. Yeah, no. You should have married Brenda Fassi. She, she did. <laughs> Thank you. So when she was sixteen though. She moved into Johannesburg mm-hmm. to be... Johannesburg, still South Africa. South Africa. There is another very famous Johannesburg that also exists. That's fair. Johannesburg, still South Africa. Mm-hmm. And because uh, this this guy who was, I think he was like a record, um, no, like a label, part of a label. You know the villain in like a cartoon? Yeah, it was that guy. Mm. His name was uh, Koloi Labora. Mm-hmm. And he told everyone that Brenda had the voice of the future. He was really impressed with her singing. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, she moved into Johannesburg and she lived with his family. And then she finished school and then she started joining bands. So for a little time, she was in a group called Joy. And then she got her own band, which was called Brenda and the Big Dudes. I love that name. Brenda and the Big Dudes. Brenda and the Big Dudes. I, I think that's a better band name than Tiny Tots. Um, excuse you? This is why. I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> You're leaving the podcast. <laughs> Remember that one time? Okay, we're just uh, completely sidetracking again. Remember that one time that I got fired from a job? No, no, that I quit a job and then like a week later, no, two, a month later, I think it was, they were like, hey you're fired and I was like you you kept asking me to come on for more shifts I quit a month ago what are you talking about is that like this it's like this yes okay. except reversed all right you've been fired and you're like I quit anyways <laughs> but yeah so she did Brenda and the big dudes for a while Brenda and the big dudes and it got really big mm-hmm. and like the dudes did what the dudes got oh, really the big big dudes. Dudes. 
Uh, and then Brenda got pregnant and had a son in 1985 nice. with one of the people. That one of the part, dudes. One of the dudes. One of the big dudes. <laughs> one of the big dudes. <laughs> and then a couple of years later, she also married, I believe, the same person. His name was Lan Lan Bambo. And then three years after that, they divorced. So, like, there was a wild ride of events mm-hmm. going into With the that. big dudes. With the big dudes. Well, the big dude. The one. <laughs> the one dude. Brenda and the big dude. <laughs> um, That's clearly their ship name. There's a ship name I now. Will's been on Tumblr for too long. Way too long. Let me out of we here. We all have. Let me out. We all have a little Let bit. me out. <laughs> Will baking at the logout button. Please, just let me leave. <laughs> And going from funny jokes, we can, like, enter Brenda's, like, slightly more tragic life uh, after this divorce was when she got into the more darker sides of life. And... Drugs. Drugs. Yeah. Well, was gonna beat around the bush for, like, five minutes. Yeah. She got into drugs. And we're gonna talk about that for a minute. So if that's something that could potentially trigger you or just make you unhappy for the rest of your day, go ahead and jump out for a while. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You can continue <laughs> on talk about her drugs. So she got heavily addicted to cocaine, and that came with her for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And she was very outspoken about it. She shared it with the media a lot, and she was big in the media. She was a huge icon in South Africa, and her addiction was not something she was quiet about. Mm-mm. And... In South Africa, she was big on the media, not just in positive ways all the time. There was a lot of tabloids about her life. There were definitely a lot of paparazzi who affected her in negative ways, as the paparazzi do. Yeah, there was a lot of intrusion into her personal life, and there was a lot of sharing her personal life. It was just sort of a mixture of, are they intruding, or is she sharing this with them? But yeah, she did a lot of things that were very controversial in the South African press at the time, including being a black woman. Yeah, Um, she was also very political. Yes, um, her uncle was Nelson Mandela, in fact. Yeah, and she was clearly on the same side as he was. Yeah, they were both anti-apartheid. Yeah, and she spoke a lot about it. She was very (laughs) known for going to the poorer neighborhoods. Mm Mm-hmm. And visiting and growing connections there. And she was very... Yeah, she she had some flaws, but she was also very strongly about community mm-hmm. and about connecting to her people and other people. And there is, if you are wondering, if you're just so curious, there is, in fact, a video of her pulling Nelson Mandela up onto stage and asking him to dance with her. And That's it is as really adorable pure. as you think it is. That's really pure. I love that. I, I've watched it like four times. Nelson Mandela was a childhood hero of mine. And yeah, it's as, as adorable as you'd think it is. And yeah, continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's no, a that's, cute little antidote. That's lovely. And, Anecdote. And yeah, so even when struggling with her cocaine addiction, she did a lot of amazing things. Mm. In the end, she sort of turned her life around. Uh, she had this huge tragedy where her longtime uh, lover, mm-hmm. Poppy Shilala, mm-hmm. uh, ended up overdosing when the two were together in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And after that, Brenda sort of woke up. I think she described it herself. Yeah. And she went into rehabilitation, in and out several times, trying to become... Get out of that cycle. Yeah. And, um, yeah. 
uh, work to cure her addiction. And yeah, specifically about this moment, it, it, it was, um, I remember, pretty hard to research when I, when I was researching it. One of the things that really bothered me was that how little information there was about Poppy. And I never actually could find any. Usually I, I get really loosey and I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend as long as I need to on this one detail that I want. But I looked and I looked and I looked and I couldn't find almost anything about this woman. And it's really hard. And it was probably incredibly traumatizing for Brenda to have lost someone in that way. And to have lost someone so close to her in that way. So yeah, I just wanted to like sort of mention that. Um, she probably went through a whole lot in those moments and in those months and in those years of just processing or not processing. And I wish we had more to remember Poppy by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of the articles that I read researching for this didn't even mention her. Yeah. Well, because to them or to a lot of the article writers or to a lot of, or at least shown in the articles, it, it can definitely seem like they believe that she was more of a a controversy than a person. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. They A lot of things that I read, at least, uh, definitely treated her more as a problem than a human being who had a sickness and... And ended up dying from it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I can definitely... Uh, but to be fair, uh, maybe that it was her who wanted her... Or like her family who wanted her information out of the press. I don't know. I don't know all the information. But I wish I had a little bit more of it. It's... You know, as someone who works with history, you want to remember everyone. Like, there's some part of me that's sure I can do it that will spend days and days researching a, a tiny person in someone's life... Like Fanny and Edie, I, I researched her her children so much because I was like, are they okay? Which is, I know, something I fixated on. Um, I didn't end up writing about it in the article and I didn't talk about it in the thing. Because, you know, I, I learned things that, while 100% aren't things I, I shouldn't have learned, aren't things that I felt comfortable sharing. At least, I don't know. Um, it's interesting, especially delving into lives of people who are still alive. Who are still existing and, and alive. I, there's so much I don't want to share without their permission, and I never got to talk to them, so it's not my business. Mm -hmm. um, but with with um, such contemporary people, because like Brenda, Brenda Fassi, Fassi was died born in yeah. 2004, I think. That's so contemporary. It, it's you have to be so careful. Yeah, and it, it, like it, even though I work with history, sometimes it comes almost to the rules of journalism instead of the rules of history because like history we get really nosy and it's not a problem because everyone who's involved in it is dead or won't be affected by this but with these really contemporary ones someone might be or someone's family might be and you might ruin their day and I think that's really really important to keep in mind and but at the same time my brain is like I want to mourn for everyone we've lost and I can't do that but I want to and I wasn't able to mourn for Poppy the way I wanted to because I wasn't able to know Poppy and I'm not sure if that's how she wanted it and if so that's good then <laughs> or if it was just something that the press did and instead of treating her like a life to be mourned they treated her like a scandal to be put on the front page. So that's my downer note of the evening. Uh, I think it's important to note, though, that Brenda wasn't the one who would have kept it uh, under the cover. Yeah. She was, as we've said, very outspoken and very 
proud of everything she did. Mm-hmm. And Which is she a trait we can all learn from, right? Yeah. And she came out as a lesbian openly to the press. I don't mm-hmm. remember which year it was, mm-hmm. but it was very public as soon as she figured it out. Yeah, it was very public and it was not something she shied away from. Mm-hmm. She had uh, at least two or three long-time partners. Yeah. Two that I've read about, but I think there was a third one. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. And it wasn't something she was quiet about, which is admirable, but it's also something I think she got backlash from. Yeah. But to be fair, she was also this big icon. And like you said, she was treated like a controversy a lot of the time. So maybe her choices weren't as punished by societal norms. There's like this balance of privilege and, and disadvantage there, right? Like mm-hmm. with being such a, a celebrity, like it's it's doubtful that you're going to get like certain types of repercussions, but you're going to get a different kind than anyone else could experience. And with with Brenda, I like to think at least that she made an informed decision. She had spent so much of her life in the public eye and like working with and against publicity and I mean, she had international fame. She exactly. toured in America. Exactly. And all over Europe. And so many people knew about her. And she, she knew what fame was by that point. She understood it. So I like to think that she knew she what she was doing. She was like, I'm going to get blowback for this. I'm going to say it anyways. And I, I think that's an incredibly brave thing to do. That's not saying it is what she did. But I think that at the very least... She had enough information to have made a choice with the repercussions in mind and been like, yeah, there, there's probably going to be something coming back from this. It is interesting, though, because she, because of her fame and because, yeah, her family was very, was very rich, I believe. So she had mm-hmm. some certain levels of privilege, but she was also a black queer woman. Mm-hmm. So some intersections there. But at one point, she was asked about her thoughts on marriage. And she said, oh, that wouldn't be a problem. Like, my partner and I will, we, like, I'm a pop star. They'll just have to marry me. Yeah. You know, I think that's some interesting privilege. Yeah, it takes some gall. I'm proud of her. And yeah, I just think it's really cool that she actually said that. When in fact, same gender marriage wasn't legal until two years after her Mm -hmm. death in South Africa. Yeah. So like, it wasn't legal when she said this, but she was just set in her mind that if they wanted to, they could, she could have make that. it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Like pop stars can have such an influence as we've noted in in the last couple of elections. Pop stars can have such an influence. They sure can. And I think Brenda Fassi had a lot of influence too. Yeah. And I think um, my homework for all of you today or this week or this month or whatever, whatever timeline fits you, y'all should definitely go see the video of Brenda Fossey dancing with Nelson Mandela on stage. That is a good homework. Yeah. That's better than any of the homework I do. Because I'm a better teacher. Yeah, you're I'm right. I'm the cool teacher. I let y'all go outside. I bring in snacks. I don't, like, read anyone's notes out loud. I say, like, hip words, like, hella. I, I, like, compare Shakespeare to, like, I don't know, like, Beyonce or something. I love it. I actually more likely am com- going to compare it to, like, Langston Hughes, which is not a contemporary no. pop star. You're, but, like, you're, you're I give outdated. people, the, the, like, you know that one assignment where it's, like, 
give this historical figure what their social media platform would be if they were alive now. So you're just telling your students to write Hamilton? Yeah. Okay, good I'm really just taking all of their papers and taking lines from it and putting it into my 17-hour play. Damn. Yeah. And then you're sending it to Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yes. And then Lin-Manuel Miranda and we will have tea. And then I'll tell him about how the crab in Moana wasn't a great choice. (laughs) And I didn't like it. And I respect him as a creator. But I wish he hadn't done that. That's that's my plan. That's my grand, grand scheme. (laughs) I think it'll work, y'all. Um, I believe in you. Thank you. And you know what? I have promised within, I think it must be nine years now. Within nine years, I'm going to meet with Lin-Manuel Miranda. And we're going to have tea. And I'm going to tell him about the crab. <laughs> I'm going to tell him. I'm like, ooh, you shouldn't have fashioned that guy after David Bowie. Because uh, that guy was queer. And uh, I don't particularly like when Disney villains are fashioned after queer people. Because it... adds to a real violent history and i'll say it in that voice too so he knows that i'm serious that i'm not here to joke around let's petition lemonel miranda no everyone needs to pay for me to go on a plane to wherever lemonel miranda is right now that's why i should become a patron yes you should become a patron so I can have tea with Lin-Manuel Miranda and just gently inform him of this mistake and try to correct it and be like, you can't do anything now, but just in the future. Just in the future, okay? Just keep it in mind. Please. And maybe do you want to do it? Maybe just, like, apologize to me. You don't have to apologize to anyone, but, like, me. Me. <laughs> That's Excellent why you also become a patron. So to go back to Brenda Fassi, yeah. is that okay? Yeah, <laughs> I think it'll be okay <laughs> this time. She, yeah, like we said, she won, had international fame. She won so many awards throughout her entire life, and she was an incredibly recognized icon. But in the end, her life came to an end. Uh, she was brought to the hospital uh, in the day, 26th of April in 2004, uh, for cardiac arrest from an overdose. And then she was in a coma for a couple of days, and then they disconnected her. Mm-hmm. And she died with her partner at her side. And thousands, I think thousands of people came to her um funeral her Mm -hmm. son who was 19 at the time sung Mm. and i'm sure it was beautiful so Mm. even in death she was remembered and revered that's the controversial life of brenda fassi exactly and moving on from that to another thing we have wrecking the queers Yes. Have I gotten any comments or fan mail? Not yet, but I think we're going to get some soon. Okay. Y'all send us emails mm-hmm. at queerhistorypatreon at gmail.com, and we will read them out loud and answer them here. Exactly. So you get to have your words on air, and we get to react to them on air, and you get to wreck us. You get to wreck us. Just... Just send us your meanest words. Meanest words. Last time, I think someone called us mindless drivel. Which is great. Real. And if you don't have mean words to say, we'd also appreciate nice ones. Like, you're not banned from sending nice words. You can wreck us with kindness. Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes, like, a friend will say something nice to me, and I'll have to, like, lie down for three days. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen it happen. Yeah. It's tragic. It is. And I'm just like, I don't know how to handle this. As for In my, that voice. As for a recommendation, mm-hmm. uh, I 
want to recommend y'all a book. We recommend a lot of books on here. We recommend a lot of books. We're both big nerds. Uh, this book is probably the most beautiful book I've ever read. Wow, okay. And I've read a lot of really beautiful books. Will has. Will's read my books, so yeah. continue. <laughs> continue talking. This book was a book that I really needed to read. I didn't know I needed to read it, but <laughs> when I read it, there was something really magical about it. Yeah. It was something that sort of made me be quiet inside my own brain and just exist with that stillness and come to peace with it. <laughs> and I want to I want to just point out here that y'all are getting a secondhand recommendation. That is true. Because I was the one to recommend this to Will after Will gave me the opposite of the request. Will was like, I... "Hey, can you can you recommend me a really fluffy, easy read book? And I'm like, yes, I can. And it was a lie. It's not a fluffy, easy read book. It's, I think it's easy to read, though. It's easy to read. It has a really good flow, but mm -hmm. it's also really heavy because it deals with a lot of emotions mm -hmm. and a lot of emotional themes. But I wouldn't say it's heavy in the same way like Moonlight is heavy, where mm. you need to like sit with it for a while. I think it's really heavy in the way that it's like, it captures you. Yes. It doesn't like lean on you or like force you to sit down. It's like, we're here in this moment together. Let's experience it. And yeah. I think it's a gorgeous book as well. So continue on with your recommendation now that it has the Laura's seal of approval. <laughs> and it's just overall such such a beautiful book about loneliness, about family, about friendship, and about love, and about changing as a person. And it just like touches upon all these themes in such a wonderful way. And it's queer. And it's queer, obviously. And it's up for a Lambda Award. Oh yeah, that's really cool. But it is called We Are Okay, and it's written by Nina LaCour. <laughs> and it's... It's such a good book. I cried when it was finished. And I'm not sure if I cried because it was emotional or because it was over. Both. But I also cried when I finished. And I don't cry easily at books. Mm -hmm. There are so, like a couple books I cry and that's it. Yeah, it's about a queer person. And I'm not going to say too much about what it's handling. Because I think it's one of those books you need to go in and a little bit blindsided. Yeah, I think you need to let the book happen to you a little bit. Yeah, but it's... It has queer people. I can promise you that. It has queer And it treats them really nicely. It treats them with a lot, a lot of respect. Yeah. And I just love this book so much. It's currently on my favorite shelves. And it's probably always going to stay there. I'm probably going to reread it in like two months. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to cry again. Yeah. And I'm really excited. I'm excited for you. Um, it's like also a gorgeous book just physically. Y'all yeah. should own it. It's just like really pretty. I listened to it on audiobook and I didn't read it. And I just like, yeah, it just like creates this amazing environment. Amazing book. Y'all should definitely read it if you hell have the time. So that's my recommendation for today. Mm -hmm. We Are Okay by Nina LaCour. Yes, it's a great book. It's worth it. And if you read it, tell us what you think. If you hate it, be like, hey, why did you recommend that to me? If you love it, be like, hey, thank you for recommending that to me. Do we have anything else to say? Um, just like the regular things to go over. We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash queer history. You should definitely become a patron. Not only do we love our patrons, but they get a lot of extra things that Anyone who's not a patron just isn't seeing. You get some really cool rewards. You get some amazing rewards. And recently, I started doing a cool new thing where basically what I do is I put three hints on our Patreon lens 
for both Patreons and non-patrons. And I put three hints as to who the next article is going to be about. And if you guess it correctly and you message me on Patreon, I will send you a free sticker. No strings attached. There are a couple rules up there. It's just like, please don't Google it. Like, I, I can't make sure you don't. But like, please don't. That, that'd sort of ruin it for everyone. But like, you get these three hints and patrons get four hints. Y'all get an extra hint if you're a patron. So every time we put out a new article, y'all are gonna get a little hint, a little peek at what's coming, and y'all will be able to see all the exciting things coming your way and possibly also get a very cute sticker, which That's I'd love to price. give out. I like giving out stickers, it's fun. So yeah, oh. support is on Patreon. Exactly. Also, if you're coming to the queer market, come to our booth, because we're going to have a booth there. Yeah. Making Queer History is going to have a booth there where you can get stickers, you can get posters, you can get mugs, you, you can, can get, get pins. pins. The pins are gorgeous. I already have, like, one on mm -hmm. my backpack and, mm -hmm. like, one on my satchel and, like, one on my jacket. So, Will's like, taken some of them. I'm stealing all of them. And Will is actually going to be hosting the booth because I'm going to be busy running around the market doing all these different things. Come talk to me so, about queer yeah, icons. Exactly. And about Laura. <laughs> and about being gay. Everyone's gonna gossip to me, or no, like to Will, about me at the table. So if you want to be in that gossip circle, you gotta go. Yeah. All my Edmonton Hang out with folks. me. And you know what? I'm also gonna give Will access to the Instagram for a couple hours. Sweet. Will never gets access to these things. I never get access to anything. <laughs> you don't. But Will's gonna get access to the Patreon and the Instagram and gonna be able to post some cool updates. So if you wanna be on our Instagram, you should also visit because Will might like take a cute selfie with you. Selfie. I might. Click. I might. Speaking Click. of that though, follow us on Instagram. Oh yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Follow us on, follow, follow us on Facebook. Yeah. You follow people on Facebook. Yes. Follow us on Tumblr. Yes, you find all about all of our new news on each of these things. Just look up Making Queer History and you'll find us. If you recognize our logo, it's going to be a cakewalk. And I don't know what that means, you, but... You, you can also find all this information on our website. Yes. www.makingqueerhistory.com Which is where we'll link you to all of our places. You can find our shop. You can find out how to contact us. You can find out how to get us to speak at a thing. Oh yeah, we speak at things now. It's very fancy. So yeah, uh, check out our website. Check out our social media. We really appreciate all the support you guys give us. Mm -hmm. And thank you to all our patrons again yeah. for allowing us to pay rent and buy groceries. Mm -hmm. And all of our patrons are currently hearing this in March. So everyone who's not hearing it in March... Become a patron so you can hear it in March. Yeah. Jeez. What are y'all doing? All right. I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening, folks. And remember, history is queerer than you think. We have always existed and we are still here. Telling the stories of those slung dead, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own.
Tomorrow we have been and will always be Have some 